Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Nahmadullah wa nasabbihullah wa nashkurullah wa nusalli wa nasallim ala rasulihil karim Amma ba'd Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim we begin by glorifying, raising, and thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the ni'mads, the blessings, the favors that we so happily, comfortably enjoy from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even the ni'mad of iman, Recitation of the Kalima La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Countless favors that we enjoy from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that we can speak, we can hear, we can touch, we can smell, we can listen, we can feel, we can walk, we can do things. All these are favors from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My respected and dear listeners, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ If you are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah ta'ala will increase, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will with barakah in the blessings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give more. And if you are ungrateful, in kafartum in This ungratefulness, then it causes a person to lose touch with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then a person, because of his ungratefulness, it leads him to do things that invites the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore Allah says, my punishment is very severe. My respectful and dear listeners, we also send salawat and salam upon our beloved leader and master, Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us recite a durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in honor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and also for our own benefit, for our, uh, you know, to enjoy more closeness to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for our sins to be forgiven, for our status to increase. Let us recite Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala li Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. My respected and dear listeners, you know there is a saying in English or rather we can say it's an, an, expre- it's an expression in the English language which says that you can't have your cake and eat it. Which means that you know, a person cannot have two things that are contradictory at the same time. You know, rather a person will have to choose between them as the existence of one automatically, you know, negates the other. Uh, for example, you know, a person uh, has a loaf of bread and he says, no, I want to keep it. And at the same time, a person says, I want to also eat it. You can't keep that loaf of bread and eat it at the same time. 
a person buys a beautiful car and says, no, I want to keep, I want to preserve this car. There must be no scratch, no speck of dust. Nothing must no wear and tear on this car. But at the same time, I want to go to work in this beautiful car of mine. I want to, uh, you know, use the car. I want to, you know, get from point A to point B in this car. So my respected and dear listeners, you know, he cannot do this both, preserve it, look after it. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, where there's absolutely nowhere and tear, nothing, and also use it at the same time. Both cannot be done at the same time. So, like in the case in the case of a person having a bread, a loaf of bread or a, a a cake, you know, eating it would destroy it, negating the possibility of keeping it, while the effort to keep it intact would prevent one from eating it. So, you know. One cannot have it both ways, but a person will have to choose and decide between the two. Either you're eating it or you're going to keep it. One of the two. You can't do both. And there are many, many, many examples in our day-to-day lives to which this expression aptly applies. You know, uh, but my respected listeners, the greatest clash between two contradictory factors which we see in our lives is the clash between pleasing the impermissible cravings of our nerves, our low inner desires, our carnal selves, and pleasing our Creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There will always be this clash. The impermissible cravings or the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this test is the very reason for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us to this world with every Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every Rasul, every Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warning us and exhorting us to give preference to pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over everything else. We find in the Holy Quran as well, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us time and again that success and our salvation lie in acquiring the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And my respected and dear listeners, we find that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum they were mountains of Iman and thus they held firmly to this belief, sacrificing their own desires to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The choice to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to please your nafs, your low desires. But they chose, my respected listeners, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this even in the most painful of situations, the most difficult of situations, they remain firmed. Remain, they remain, you know, absolutely firm. Why? Because their goal, their driving force was the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we find the likes of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu, Hazrat Ammar radiallahu anhu, 
and many other Sahaba radiallahu anhum, you know, they were, you know, mercilessly tortured for accepting Islam. But they remain firm, hoping to secure the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu was harassed and he was beaten day and night, tied in chains and lashed. And during the day, he was made to lie on the hot desert sands, beaten by many who would then get tired and take turns to torture him. In the sweltering heat, Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu's love for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would shine brighter than the sun itself. So firm on gain and so committed on gaining the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, you know, he could not conceal that I want the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He could not conceal that despite the severe punishment, despite the severe torture. You know, it is said, it is mentioned that at times a boulder would be put on his chest while lying on the scorching sand, while the words Ahad, Ahad, meaning the one Allah, one Allah, this would constantly, you know, be repeated by him. My respected listeners, Hazrat Ammar radiallahu anhu, he was also beaten mercilessly. He was put in, in, into hot burning ash, beaten brutally. You know, while the torturers, they had no kindness in their heart. And Hazrat Ammar radiallahu anhu, his mother and his father, they were also martyred for Islam, for the sake of Islam, for the sake of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His mother, Hazrat Sumayya radiallahu anha, being the first to be martyred in, in, in Islam. Likewise, we find, you know, the example of Sayyidina Haram radiallahu anhu. My respected listeners, he was killed by the disbelievers while in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at Biri Mauna, where so many... Uh, Sahaba radiallahu anhum were martyred. He was stabbed with a spear from behind and as the spear emerged from the front of his body he exclaimed in delight Fustu wa rabbil Kaaba By the Rabb of the Kaaba I have attained success. By the Rabb of the Kaaba I have attained success. In other words my respected listeners you know even though he was in pain and losing his life, he knew that he had acquired the pleasure of Allah. And this, my respected listeners, was all that mattered to him. And this is our ultimate goal, directing our sincere devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and achieving the true following of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam which also requires sacrificing our own pleasures. Allah Rabbul Izzat mentions in Surah 9, Ayah number 72, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ The greatest bliss is the good pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah says, ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ That is... The supreme success. Hmm. Unfortunately, my respected listeners, uh, today we have lost sight of the goal and objective that Rasulullah had directed us towards. Today, you know, the yardstick and the gauge for anything and everything has become 
whether it makes you happy to please yourself. Huh? If a today if a parent you know prevents his or her child uh, you know from going to a party or mixing with the wrong crowd, then that parent will be accused of depriving the child of his happiness. Today, when a person wishes to justify you know their sin, then people what do what do they say? But it makes me happy. That is why I'm doing this. Allah protect us. Today we indulge in sin. Why? Because we are saying, no, it makes us happy. Hmm? I respect the listeners. Even the worst of sins, the worst of wrongs, hmm, are justified under the banner of as long as it makes you happy. So let us stop and reflect that, you know, or ponder that why does nobody ask whether it makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy? Everything we do, we want to know, or we are, you know, uh, concerned about, does it make me happy? Let's turn the tables around and let's look at the lives of the illustrious Sahaba, some of them that we just mentioned now. Uh, what was the, 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 the aim and the objective? Does it make my Allah happy? So this is what we got to ask ourselves, that whether it makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy. The crux of the matter is that we are now, you know, when we are choosing to please ourselves, then, you know, we are worshipping ourselves. As our pleasures have become the goal in life, instead of acquiring the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for a Muslim, the gauge and the yardstick is, whether it will make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy, not ourselves. And this was the code and the standard by which the Sahaba radiallahu anhum led their lives, due to which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala announced their eternal success, saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with them, radiallahu anhum, an, and they are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us remember that if we have to choose between pleasing ourselves and pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let us always please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for then He will allow us to live in His pleasure in the gardens of Jannah forever, my respected listeners. A hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam states, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask the people of Jannah, are you now pleased? And they, they the people of Jannah, will reply, why should we not be pleased when you have bestowed us with so many bounties which you have not bestowed on any of your other creation. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will then say to them, shall I, shall I not bestow upon you something even better? Even better than that. Even better than whatever you are so happy with. Hmm? Even there's so many bounties that you are enjoying. Shall, shall I not give you something better than that? Then the people of Jannah will ask, but what could be better? We are so much in happiness here in Jannah. What can be better than that? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, I bestow upon you my pleasure and I shall never and, and shall never thereafter be displeased with you. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, I bestow upon you my pleasure and shall never thereafter be disappointed with you. My respected and dear listeners, the aim and the objective is to please Allah. Remember, Every day, 
there will be this choice pleasing yourself pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pleasing yourself pleasing Allah or pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the choice is ours we have to make the correct choice the correct choice as we were guided by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that and we have to also follow in their footsteps my respected listeners and we have to realize that we have to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because in that is our ultimate uh, uh, the, our end in Jannah will be when when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala announces that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with us may Allah ta'ala guide us inshallah Allah ta'ala guide us Allah ta'ala protect us Allah ta'ala protect our iman Allah ta'ala keep us always firm on choosing correctly and that is the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may Allah ta'ala make it easy for everybody all those who are sick Allah ta'ala grant them shifa all those who have passed away may Allah ta'ala fill their qabars with noor inshallah Allah ta'ala grant them high stages in jannah inshallah Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samil alim wa tub alina innaka anta tawabur rahim jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam imma huwa ahluh birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin